everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Duke Pod, where it is Christmas! It's Christmas! I'm pretty excited. My three-year-old is pretty excited. Um, the two of my family members that are allowed to come over are also excited. <laughs> it's been a fun year, right, guys? Um, it has been a fun year. So what I'm actually going to talk about today uh, is, if we get to the meat and potatoes real quick, is I'm going to talk about what's been happening in the market and how it doesn't feel like Christmas when it comes to real estate. Because let's be real, the market this year with a pandemic, with you know a virus that has killed like 250,000 people out there, granted, you know, the chances of dying are low if you're uh, reasonable of age and healthiness. Um, the market this year has picked up so much. It's just stupid, stupid, guys. I've been telling guys that I've been telling you people in general, all my clients that look, the market has gone up 21, basically 22% from last year to this year, November. However, <laughs> for some dumb reason that I cannot understand other than the supply, the amount of homes we have is so low and the amount of people that are trying to get homes is so high that it's become a super seller's market now. And that's great if you're looking to buy a house. Uh, sorry, it's great <laughs> if you're going to sell a house. Like I had a friend of mine reach out to me and their parents are thinking about selling because one of their neighbors sold for 900 when last year those homes were selling for 700 It's ridiculous. Now, if you're buying, it is miserable out there. Miserable. It's tough, 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 tough. And I'll tell you guys the psyche of what happens to a buyer in a market like this. So just to... A few things to keep in mind okay uh, and I'm gonna talk about a few clients experiences so uh, let me talk about one clients experience that um, you know we can go full circle and this kind of explains what's happening in the market right now jump in with another client that uh, maybe is not um, going so well and what are the what are the pros and cons of this because the reality is is even though the market is things are selling like hotcakes like ridiculous like people are willing to sell like like a limb to get a house it seems like um the the reality is are these prices still worth buying a home because if we go back in 2017 okay what happened in 2017 all of a sudden the market jumped there was like 10 15 offers for every house i remember there was like a bungalow in etobicoke i want to show a client to i'll give you a pretty uh extreme example but it was pretty common maybe the bungalow was like 700,000. This is 2017, so it's three years ago. And they have an offer date. Let's say the offer date's like, okay, a week later, we'll take all the offers, whatever, and it should sell for more. Now, somebody, a buyer there, was fed up with the market. They lost so many offers that to get the property, they offer them 270,000 over asking on the first day on the market. Those guys took that offer because that's a ridiculous offer. But that's what it was taking to get a house back then, especially a good one, um, let alone Toronto. But now, because of the pandemic, because people are moving out to different areas, they think, oh, we can sell our $600,000 condo in Toronto or $700,000 and we can get a really nice house in Kitchener or Cambridge or Niagara, St. Catharines, Barrie, whatever. right? And that's true. That is still true. 
However, it seems like everyone else is thinking the exact same thing. So when I go to those areas, I know how ridiculous uh, it's getting. So this one client called me about uh, two months ago and uh, maybe it's been like six weeks or something. Like I guess in hindsight, it didn't take that long. Um, but they called me a couple months ago and it's kind of a cool story. So they, they called me like four years ago cause I didn't remember who these people were right off the bat. Like I kind of recognize their names, but like clearly we didn't interact too much cause I couldn't remember them. They called me four years ago. They were looking for a house. Um, I think they ended up walking into like an open house and then they're like, yeah, we love it. So they bought the house for the listing agent, right? Okay. So fine no problem like whatever that's that happened water on the bridge who cares right i didn't find the house uh, we didn't have any contract no big deal uh we just they just contacted me through through um it was a referral right and then um they call me back four years later being like look we got the money for investment um we remembered you you were very nice blah blah, blah. so <laughs> pat on the back for me for making someone uh, still remember me after four years and these people are pretty serious. So I think the way I uh, worked with them was pretty cool. Um, we started looking for uh, we started looking for different investments. First went to St. Catharines and then, you know, they always ask me, you know, is this uh, city going to appreciate a lot? You guys, if I tell you the market's up like 25 to some parts, 30 percent from last year. Yes, <laughs> it's going to appreciate no matter what. Um, then we ended up going to Barry because they had someone be like, go to Barry. So first of all, uh, I'm going all over the place and, uh, this is not typical. Like a lot of times people, if someone's like, Oh, can you help me find a house in Niagara? A lot of agents who let's say work in Milton, Mississauga, will just refer it out. Now, if you're now I'm, there's a lot of things happening. I have a lot of clients, but I think I wasn't to the point where I was too busy to just be like, you know what? I can't help you. Yeah, let's do it. Right. Um, so I drove these places. Now, the good thing about driving far is you can call people. So I was just always calling people, wishing them Merry Christmas, just catching up with them, seeing how the year was. So tip, if you ever drive anywhere, plan that. Of course, everything's on Bluetooth. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> um, and the first house we saw was a townhouse in Barrie. The first house that they liked was a townhouse in Barrie that ended up having 15 offers. Okay. Um, so right, this is back in like, uh, let's say end of November, right? Uh, beginning of December. Now let's talk about what happens to a buyer when they first enter the market. Okay. So the buyer sees a house, they say, Oh, I'm interested. Let's go see it. Whatever. You know, they walk into a house, they, they decide mentally that they're and financially they're ready to buy a house and they walk in, they see a house, they say, Oh, maybe we can get that house for 50,000 less than the asking price. Okay. Um, so they put in an offer and they lose by like $200,000 <laughs> or like some ridiculous number that they were like, wow, I have no chance. Right now. So the first offer that often buyers put in, especially when it's a competitive market, they'll have no chance. You as the realtor, you may have to go and do all the work, but you know, they have no chance because they're one, they're not mentally prepared to spend that kind of money. They don't understand the market yet. And two, they may have conditions in their offer to get any of these houses. You cannot have any conditions. There's no way 
because someone else will draw, remove their conditions. They'll put like 50, 100,000 over asking. Easy. Um, so with these clients, we go back to the Kitchener area, which is an area that also one of their friends said is up and coming. We kind of, you know, the, the bottom line is that eventually they agreed to have a budget of around 600,000 for a detach. So I was taking them to places that I thought they could afford it. And if you look at prices in November, let's say in Kitchener, there was some like, well, for example, we saw this nice bungalow which had a basement apartment. So it could have been a duplex and it was totally renovated. These guys bought this house for 430,000 in March. They renovated it, so maybe spent 70,000. So it was listed for 500,000. My comparables for homes in November was like 550, 575. But the way the market was going, I was like, look guys, if you really want this place, we might have to bid 600,000 for it. Like go over the most recent comparables and a fair bit over to have a competitive edge, right? There ended up being 28 offers on that house and it went for 650, no, 660,000. Now here's another thing to keep in mind. What happens when a house sells for a lot more in an area that there's a lot of homes like that, right? So, you know, there's a lot of bungalows in Kitchener, right? You can find another bungalow with a separate entrance and rentable basement, finished basement, whatever. Um, the next house you see, even though it's not as nice, let's say, or it's the same, whatever, that price is now the standard in that market. So for example, the next bungalow we saw was uh, just okay, like it's just fine. Um, it ended up having an extra garage, which was nice. Uh, so there are perks there, um, but it was not nearly as nice as the other bungalow, the first one that sold for 660, okay? When we try to buy that one for 600, it also sold for $650,000. So that means that the previous home that sold a few days ago was now the new comparable for a home that was, you know, had some some pros and cons, but generally was much lower quality of renovation. So no matter what, now that's the going rate. So going rate for these duplex bungalows in the Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge area was 650. And my client could only afford 600. So I'm like, guys, I'm sorry, we're priced out of Kitchener Waterloo. All my realtor friends, I can guarantee you, and you as an agent, if you're an agent or lots of buyers out there, it sucks bad for buyers because all of a sudden there are moments where you realize your buyers cannot afford this city anymore. They just can't. So now these guys are buying something for investment. So thank God that we or thank goodness I should say, we could um, you know, just go to Niagara Kitchener, St. Catherine. So that's what we did. We said, look, we're priced out of here. I think we gotta go to Niagara. Um, and we found a house that, um, that uh, you know, was the same kind of idea. It was a bungalow, it had a basement apartment, and but it was in the St. Catharines area. It was listed for 500, but it was very nice. It was very similar to that one that was listed for 500 and sold for 660,000 in, um, in Cambridge. Uh, and uh, we almost said that that's the, um, that's the southern version of, uh, of that house. Very, very similar house, uh, had some pros and cons as well, but overall very similar. Rents would be similar, that kind of stuff. And uh, we put an offer of 575,000 and we were going to lose, um, but thank goodness the other, uh, the next highest offer had a condition 
Remember guys, I told you, you're not gonna win a house if you're not to the point where you're waiving conditions. Now, in no way do I not want any of my clients not to have a home inspection or not to have a financial condition. It's just that you will not win because someone else will already be more prepared than you. So remember what I've told you guys before. If you really want a home inspection on a house in a competitive market, do the home inspection beforehand. Um, if you really want to do a financial uh, clause, send the, make sure you're fully approved. Send the MLS document to your mortgage broker or bank and say, I want to buy this house for this much. C can I be approved for it? Um, now, that's not exactly how that works, but they can look at the MLS and look at your your financials, look at your documents, say, yes, we can definitely, with 99% confidence, uh, process this mortgage for you on this property. No reason why not, right? Because they're like, for example, I had right now, there was some issues getting a mortgage with a cottage that I bought because, you know, it uses lake water. It doesn't have a real um, septic tank. <laughs> you know, there's like really things that are not normal there. So by looking at the MLS, they can just say, okay, yeah, this is a normal house. It's got a furnace. It's got this, this, this. Yeah, no problem. Okay. So these are things to think about. But these clients, they came in firm. The agent called me back. They said, look, guys, if you go a little higher, even though it's lower, lower, I repeat that, lower than the highest offer, your offer is firm and we'll give you the deal. And we did. So uh, on December 21st, my clients, and probably almost for sure, the last deal of the year for me, <laughs> uh, they bought a house, um, a nice little duplex um, in the St. Catharines area. Now, St. Catharines, that cost $595,000 to buy a bungalow in St. Catharines. This is like three years ago, these places were going for 300000 Guys, do not, that's, <laughs> It's crazy. I don't, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm in this business and it's like just ridiculous, right? So here's one thing you think about, right? What happened in 2017 when people were paying these crazy prices and then the market went down? So how, you might say, hey, Philippe, what happens if the market goes down after that? Well, if you don't have to sell your house when the market is down, then easy. Just don't sell it. So in 20, for example, I had a client um, and, and they bought this... Um, uh, yeah, like a similar, like for investment, they bought like a duplex in Mississauga um, for like six hundred and thirty thousand dollars, and you know, when the market slowed down right after that, like t second half of twenty seventeen, the market was slow. Twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, things were like much slower in those years, right? Like it wasn't too hard to get people homes. Uh, it wasn't that competitive unless the house was really, really nice. Uh, it was good. It was easy. You don't have to like rush all the time. <laughs> and it was more challenging to sell a house. So, you know, you really had to do a lot more work. Um, so um, now if the client called me in 2018 and said, hey, I'd like to sell this duplex right now, they probably wouldn't have made any money. Um, maybe they would have broken even um, because even if they if the house was up like $30,000, you know, you got to pay the you got to pay like three, four percent in commission fees for real estate agents and then land transfer tax. You know, there's different taxes, whatever. So maybe you want to move. Um, so, you you know, you'd have to make at least 50,000, 40,000 a break even. So let's just say they would not break even. Now, 
now you have that property 2017 2018 2019 2020 now that property is up like 25 to 30 percent from 2017. so the question goes back to is it worth buying a house now in this lucrative market and or is it worth waiting or whatever see i had a client right now that decided that they're gonna wait and we've put in many offers and we've lost badly in all of them and it really sucks for them because they could have bought a house two years ago and they're absolutely kicking themselves in the teeth um, now obviously i have to be a positive person i have to just tell them to keep trying keep trying but they're telling me they want to quit right now and that's going to happen to a lot of buyers out there i totally understand like the uh i'll give you an example there was um there was a little townhouse that went for sale and uh, the last one sold like two weeks ago for like eight fifty. So first of all, that's pretty expensive. And then this one uh, sold for like eight ninety, like two weeks later because somebody wanted it really bad and they're like, forget it. My client can't afford eight ninety; they can afford eight fifty. So literally, like they might be priced out of this town very quickly. So going back to the point, it sucks for buyers. However, using my experience, I can tell you that if you bought a house now and then probably waited for three to five years, even if the prices are ridiculous now, there's a good chance that the way the Canadian real estate market is going, especially with the amount of immigration we do have lined up for the next three years, uh, you know, how it is overall one of the better countries to live in. Uh, generally, the GTA, there's tons of immigration. There is not enough new construction. If you drive through Toronto, you'll see tons of new construction, but it is actually not enough places to live overall. And then the fact that so many people are now going to smaller cities, which has picked up an insane amount of demand for these smaller cities, like ridiculous, ridiculous. The point is, is if you bought something now and you didn't, you weren't going to sell it for like five years, even paying these ridiculous prices, there's a good chance that you're going to make a lot of money because even if the market slows down next year or the year after or just cools off like it's not this competitive as long as you're not selling then you're not going to lose money but it seems like every two or three years um you know if we go through cycles since i've been in the business for eight years um there have been many years where the market's been competitive but not ridiculous like you know you get four or five offers on a house it sells for 25k over all right like that is not that bad, but we're talking about there's like two, three offers on a place and people are going like 80,000 over because they just want to get a house because they've lost like a hundred times. Um, that's what's happening in, with buyers. You know, if you go full circle, you go with, oh, look at this house. I'm excited. I want to try to buy it. We lose by a lot. Now we got to get more serious. Now we get more serious. Now we get more serious. The problem what's happening right now, which doesn't make it feel like Christmas at all, because normally the market's dead, is that. If you want to put an offer on a house, you got to put an offer like a hundred thousand over asking price, just straight up, even for a small townhouse in your own town. Like it's just, you know, the circumstances are ridiculous. If the house is nice, like it's like moving ready, people are going to bid ridiculous for it. And since November, I'm fairly confident that the market has gone up between five and 7% in the last 30 days, 30 days. That's how much demand there are for homes all of a sudden um so what can you do about it i don't know you can wait it out 
Two, you can fight a fight a, an uphill battle because it seems like every week these prices are up like 10, 20,000. We can just hope that more inventory comes out in January and February. I mean, there's a lockdown, so we'll see. But if anything has taught me a lesson with pandemic lockdowns here in the greater Toronto area is that the more time people spend sitting at home just trying to get through the day, the more desire they'll be when they are finally unshackled to move out of that house and find something better or just do something with their money. And a lot of people are trying to throw money at real estate, like a ridiculous amount. Um, so good for my clients. My other client, which you know I've been working hard for them a lot, they just texted me that they're giving up. And I can't blame them. I'm not going to be upset with them. Nope. I have other clients that have been helping for a while and we were not able to win any of the offers. And in fact, I'm pretty sure that they can't even buy a house that they have been trying to get for a long time now. They've been maybe close a few times, but now I think they're priced out. So think about these conversations I got to have with these clients now. I'm like, if I call the clients and say, hey guys, I know you wanted that four bedroom home in Caledon, but I don't think you can afford it anymore. I'm sorry. They Maybe they'll fire me. I don't know. And they'll say, you know what, you're not getting our back. But the reality is, is that we're just wasting our time if we uh, think that we can get something. Someone's going to overbid us. And if we're not willing to go firm on the house, we're not willing to do everything we can. Literally, you have to show up. I mean, you you know, we're not presenting these offers in person. We're just doing it by email. But you have to literally go to the bank, get that certified check, and take a picture of it and send it with your offer by email. To have a chance at some of these places be like hey look i don't want to give you the deposit check tomorrow i want to give it to you the next hour after you accept our ridiculously overpriced offer and then the house is sold so i can have a house now that doesn't feel like christmas to me guys <laughs> i never almost never had a christmas this crazy um i've had christmases where i've pulled off a few deals in the month uh, you know of december i've had christmases like last year the market started really picking up and you could be like, yeah, you know, it's a seller's market, but this is a super seller's market. What the hell is happening? <laughs> Guys, I hope if you have a house to sell, you can literally put it on the market the day before Christmas and you'll get like 50K, 100,000 over asking within the next 24 hours. If you have a house to sell, do it now. Um, if you're looking to buy a house, you got to pony up. You got to come in very, very, very strong. You got to make sure everything is done so that you don't leave any single error when you're putting an offer. Okay. Don't expect the market to go down anytime soon. Even if it stabilizes and there's less buyers all of a sudden, whatever the prices are, are most likely the base prices going forward. So even if this townhouse I told you about sold for 880,000, that may now be the standard for a new two-story townhouse in the town of Milton that's roughly 1,700 square feet, 880,000. So if the market slowed down, people would be listing those homes for like 899, 889, 879, and then probably take an offer, accept an offer five, 10,000 less. But that's it. It's not like it's going to all of a sudden drop and, um, you know, the amount of buyers in the market are driving the market up and inflating these prices. 
However, those prices aren't going to go anywhere. That's the problem. So anyways, this is just a education moment for you guys um, to understand what's happening in the market and what you can do about it, which if you're a buyer, that's not really much, but you have to be prepared to roll up your sleeves and go to war. If you're a seller, sell, sell, sell right now. <laughs> you don't have to do anything to your house. Just put a few things away, you know, put all your extra stuff away, whatever. I just, the house that my clients bought a few days ago had like Christmas decorations all over the place and they didn't care. They were only paying 95,000 over asking firm to have a chance to get that house. And they're happy. Like, man, the best, I guess, I guess the only benefit to struggling to buy a house is that when you finally do get one you're never gonna forget that moment like you're gonna be like jumping up and down for joy like doing backflips because it was so hard to do that when you accomplished it it was the best feeling in the world because if you put in the first offer and you got the first house it would be like yeah whatever great but you would have not felt that pent up anxiety and stress and challenging and being like a feeling of hopelessness to all of a sudden overcoming it and feeling like a million bucks. So congrats for those clients. For the rest of the buyers, it's going to be tough. Uh, I do hope I work with more sellers soon. <laughs> okay, guys, Merry Christmas.